We're back. Isn't that cool? Okay, fish, music, and bathroom. What can you find on a fish in music or under your bathroom sink? What do you think, Carly? Repeat that one more time. <laughs> I'm having you, a hard time comprehending right now. I guess. Uh, what can you find on a fish? On a fish. In music okay. or under your bathroom sink? Um, I Okay, dead air time is not good. What? Bubbles. Um, <laughs> Bubbles. What do you think, Dr. Jess? Gold. Scales. Scales. There oh. you go. Very good. Scales. Boy, you're doing really good here. Did you read the book here just before you sat down? Caffeine. Caffeine. I guess I don't really use scales, so ah. try using caffeine. Yeah. But I still, miss that. in music, they use scales, right? So, yeah. Okay, the fish has scales, the music has scales. And, and I was just trying to is, think of what fish have, and I was just naming everything. Yeah. <laughs> like gills, fins, fins feathers, bubbles, tails. Yeah, tails, water, I don't know. All right, okay, we better hit hit the fan, or hit the fan. Hit, hit the, the fan. Hit the fan. All right, we better we're hit. done, guys. It's, yeah, been, right. it's been real. There we go. Katie's calling it a night. Hey, I want to remind you, remember, this is the last week for January Pet of the Month. Go to mytalk1071.com, go to the Katie Canine Show page, and enter your pet, whether it's a past pet, the one that has already left us, or one that is still here, whether it's a cat, dog, horse, or whatever type of thing. Yeah, just uh, enter your pet. Uh, in there because this way next Sunday we'll have January's Pet of the Month, you know, up there. And remember, the uh, Nutrisource is nice enough to give out free treats and free food for the Pet of the Month, all right? Also, too, remember, uh, Go Natural Pet Expo, still looking for some fun vendors or natural vendors for it. You can go to gonaturalpetexpo.com. That's an event that I'm putting on, and it's going to be part of the proceeds are going to go to Canine Inspired Change and also to Patriot Assistant Dogs. So that's right. So please check it out, and if you uh, want to help out, volunteer, or got some you want to help me with this, please do. Just go to the GoNaturalPetExpo.com, uh, shoot me an email, and I'm I'm open for anybody who wants to help or spread the word about it or find some vendors that want to be a part of it, like whether they uh, sell dog clothes or people, human, or animal, anything animal-related, whether it's jewelry, clothes, blankets, uh, halters, uh, because remember, it's for cats, dogs, horses, and more, okay? Okay, who's up? Okay, we're going to go to Liz, and Liz has a question about her cat that is having litter issues all right yeah litter issues now hi liz how you doing hi thank you for um, holding on now is are we talking about litter as in what he has goes potty in or do are you a litter of kittens <laughs> uh no we're talking about litter as what they go potty in. all righty so, then we were looking at yeah, that sorry. and like well we've got to figure out what <laughs> we're talking about babies or are we talking about <laughs> but anyway so what's going on no. Well, I called you before Christmas because my daughter got the Bengal cat. Oh, yeah. Kittens for, okay, remember for that. Kittens for Christmas, and it went great. They were wonderful. The kittens are about five months old. They are brother and sister. The girl was faded, but the boy, um, his testicle didn't descend. So um, they, she, she did get him neutered about a week ago. Um, and they were doing really well. They were transitioning. They were using the litter boxes. They weren't having any accidents. And about two weeks ago, um, the boy cat decided not to bury his poo anymore. So, of course, because he poops in it and he steps in it, he's now tracking it all over the place. 
and um, we're trying to figure out why he would go from not bearing it or for bearing it to not bearing it. Okay, so he did have the surgery. They, did they have to go up and retrieve that testicle? Yes, they, they did. But he was doing this before okay. the surgery, about a week before. Oh, before the surgery, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dr. Jess, you have a perplexed, perplexed I look. I do. So, so what, are, what are you feeding this cat? Why does he have mushy poo? Um, well, I don't know that he has. She said it. Well, she, if he, if he steps, if he steps in his poo and tracks it out of the litter box, it is mushy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she said that some of it's form, some of it's not. She's feeding. Right. I know she's feeding wet for sure. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. and, but she does um, give them kibble, and mm-hmm. um, but the, she's been doing that since Christmas, so he mm-hmm. hasn't. Right. You know, like right. Said. Right. But realistically, yeah. so. Vaccines can cause gastrointestinal problems. Not changing your food can cause gastrointestinal problems. Feeding Mm -hmm. dry food with, you know, I mean, feeding dry food can cause gastrointestinal problems. Feeding food with, you know, some certain ingredients can do a number on cats. And so basically, uh, you know, if you if you do end up figuring out why cats do or do not cover their poo, you could probably get some sort of Nobel Prize in biology (laughs) for that. But but realistically. Cat poo mm-hmm. should be dry and hard and untrackable. Okay. Like it, it should be that if you step on it, it would A, hurt your foot, or B, crumble, and your okay. cat should, like, it should not be right. soft and wet and smushy. Your right. cat should not be able to track poo all over the house, whether or not they bury it. Yeah. So I think, okay. so that to me seems like that's the problem, is that your cat is having mushy poo, and that is what I would suggest that you address. And it could be that he doesn't, you know, part of it coming out, you know, it, it either could hurt him or, you know, where he's just in a hurry to get the heck out of there. Yep, yep, <laughs> true, stand, true. Instead of stand there and, and nicely put it, you know, the cover on it. It's just like, you know, for some reason it hurt or, or yep. as he was straining or something like that. True. You know, yep. so mm-hmm. now you have different cat litter boxes, too. You just don't have one box, correct? Oh, correct. She's okay. got two of them, and Good. she cleans them out every day and Good. changes and the litter every week. And they are not near each other, correct? No. One's upstairs, one's down. Okay. Excellent, excellent. Okay, because usually two cats equals three litter boxes. Yeah, but he, he's yeah, just hitting the litter box, but if, yeah. But if you're getting away with two. Yeah, but if you know if he's hitting it, but then, like I say, because it's mushy and being tracked. Yeah, and so, so, that, so that's where I would say, like, you have to... Um, so, you know, get get more information about the food and come back okay yeah so you think it's more where he's eating and not well it's, a, it's yeah it's a gastrointestinal issue so then you have to look at parasites right so get a poop sample checked ixnay okay. the dry food completely cats do not need dry food cats do not need to have food left out for them during the day right even if you're gone for 12 hours at work they will not starve to death without right. any food yeah. Okay, because she's worried about that, and that's no, 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 no. You just want no the grain-free canned foods and rotate it and add raw yes. food, especially yep. since you got Bengals. Yeah, um, and then okay. and you still have to, yeah, you still have to read the ingredients <laughs> on canned foods, and you have to make sure you're feeding a variety of brands, a variety of flavors. So that mm-hmm. you don't just end up going to the store and saying, well, I know they like chicken, so I'm going to get yeah. the chicken-based foods. Because then your cats will yeah, become no, allergic she, she to chicken. She gets different kinds. Good, yep, she good. Sure rotate. She gets a tuna, chicken, salmon. Perfect. You know, all of that. Oh, yeah, good. She Perfect. does that. And yes. all right, I'll tell her Yeah, so step one for me would be to have a poop sample checked and ixnay the dry food. And then okay. um, if that's, if, and add raw. And then if that's not sufficient, then I would go, you know, looking for deeper causes. 
Okay. Okay. Because I just think that you know, like there's a little bit of maybe owie, and then that's why he's in a hurry to get out of the litter box right away. So he's not Mm -hmm. taking the time to cover it up like he before when he went potty. There wasn't an Mm -hmm. owie. You know what I mean? It didn't kind of hurt. Uh, And so, uh, so he he would take the time to bury, you know, bury it. Also, too, if they've got enough room, you know, to turn around to clean, you know, to bury it. Sure. Because if the especially, you know, that sort of are you the one I suggested to get the, the the totes that go like slide underneath the bed. So it's a longer, you know, like maybe three inches high and then about, you know, uh, uh, well, about two feet wide. And, you know, so so there's more room to go potty because sometimes if, the, you know, if you've got a bigger cat, by the time they scrunch to go potty to keep it in the box, there's not enough room to turn around. And, you know what I mean? And the bigger they right. get, then, it, you know, it gets to be a, 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 a logistical yeah, nightmare. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Well, and the funny thing is, is the girl goes behind him and covers it. Oh, nice. Oh, good for her. See, yeah. look at that. She's yeah, she a nice does. sister. Look at that. She sister is. taking care of her brother. Good. Well, she is. And somebody has mentioned, too, that this, it, if you don't think this has anything to do with marking, right? Because if he was marking, it wouldn't be in the litter box, right? Yeah, right. No. Yeah, and also cats don't usually use their poop to mark. Marking right. is a urine thing. Yeah, that's it. They back up and spray right. on stuff, okay? So don't worry All about right, that. perfect. Okay, yeah, good I mean, luck. The cats are doing great. The kids love them, and she's doing a really good job other than this. So oh, good, the good, good. thing worked out all right. Good. I'm happy, happy, happy about that. Take care, kid. Yeah. Thanks Thank for holding. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, where are we at? There we go. Okay. We got time to start Let's one. Yeah, let's go. Yep, let's... we're going to go to Eudora, and Eudora has a question about a cat that's clawing at things. All right. Hi, Eudora. Hi. What kind of, do- what kind of cat as far as how old? She's 11 years old. I've had her since she was two. Okay, okay. And so what's going on? Well, the last, I would say, six weeks, she began clawing anything made of wood, whether it's painted, finished, or non-finished. And she's got um, some plywood, the pine plywood um, strips. That, And by strips, I mean they're about 18 inches across. Mm-hmm. and about five feet in height mm-hmm. that I have throughout the house for her to scratch on. Mm-hmm. And she's preferring the furniture to that. Okay. On uh, the doorways. Okay. So I don't know what to do. Okay, most cats, and I, I notice this so much in the morning when I go down and do chores uh, with with my cats, is when they enter a room or exit a room, they, want, they leave their scent by clawing as they go through, if there's uh, as they enter into the living room, let's say there's a wall on one side and there's a side of a couch on the other side. As they walk through, you know, to get into the living room, they uh-huh. will choose to either claw the furniture or the wall as they come in. And as they leave, most of them will do it as they enter, but not and not as much as they leave. But some will. All right, and okay. so that's why entrances into a room, you know, like a. Like, let's say you're going into a kitchen, you know, the threshold. Some uh-huh. some cats will stop and leave their scent at the door, you know, by clawing as uh-huh. they come through. And why? Now, she's, you said she'd never done it before? No, and she's also doing it on wood furniture. Okay, okay. And so, now, I'm, I'm obviously, does she have her claws? Yes. Okay. And the, I come from a state where you could declaw, but I was, she was two, 
and I was told that it's not okay here in Minnesota. Good. Thank you for not doing that. I appreciate that. Okay. But, but have, she's 100% indoor cat. Okay. Okay. And then um, has anything changed in your household as far as somebody left, somebody came, new pet, uh, any new uh, different foods? Has, has, has anything changed since no. this began? No. Nothing? Okay. Only her behavior. <laughs> only, her, only her behavior. Okay. Dr. Jess, do you have any uh, thoughts on this as far as why she would start this all of a sudden? Well, um, something have changed. Yeah. Something has changed, and it might not be you. It could be your neighbors. It could be, you know, a different noise or something like that. So, right. so, so something is setting her off. But I think, you know, if she is changing her preference for surfaces... Then uh-huh. all you can do is meet her needs because you can't have a reasonable conversation with her. Yeah. Right. I've tried it. Yeah. And so, th- so then basically, so if she used to um, claw the wood, but now she prefers the furniture, then, uh, you know, go to Menards, get some pieces of carpeting and staple gun it to your pieces of wood oh. and see if that will meet her needs or appease her. Or get some upholstery, upholstery fabric with yeah. some batting yep. and staple that to the wood. And some cats like the twine, you know, the thick rope yep. twine to claw on. So you, you got to find some different, you know, uh, textures to see what might entice her. Can you hold that thought? We're going to come back because you're not the only one um, that has problems like this. So hold on and we'll come back, okay? Okay. Okay, okay. Stolen feathers. What flies through the air on stolen feathers? What flies through the air on stolen feathers we'll be back all right thanks for tuning in i greatly appreciate it all right here we go what is the question whoopsies here we go okay the question is what flies through the air on stolen feathers any any stolen feathers stolen feathers stolen Stolen feathers stolen Stolen feathers through the air Find um, stolen feathers. Stolen feathers. Um, da, da, angels. Da, 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 yeah. A stork. Da, 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 Babies. Angels. Feathers. Nope. Babies. Stol- nope. Uh, Let's try how cherubs. about an yeah. arrow or a dart. Oh. An arrow yeah. or darts have feathers. They do. do they? I, didn't, I didn't know darts I'm, did, I'm but I knew the old darts do. Yeah, the old darts do. My yeah, they were wooden darts. Boy, those suckers were sharp. Or if you hit somebody with it, yeah, you in the wrong place. Yeah, that might be a 9 eleven call. Oh, yeah, those things were nasty. I, in fact, I don't think I had them anymore because I put them away so good when Cassandra was little because I didn't want her to get a hold of them. <laughs> then I can't find them. <laughs> so, no. so one day when you go through everything, you're gonna find yeah, them someday. Boy, yeah. I, I know that ain't gonna be soon. So, <laughs> out, out in the backyard with the gold coins. Exactly. There you yes. go. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, we're talking to Endura. Are you there? I know that ain't gonna be soon. So. <laughs> There you go. Exactly. Whoa. Is that why we got the feedback? Uh, oh. She has her radio up, oh, so t- we need her to turn it down. Yeah, turn the radio down. Otherwise, I hear myself, oh, and it's a weird feeling hearing what I just said. So. Yeah. Endora, are you there? Yeah, turn. Uh, no, I still hear us. So. Yeah, turn it down. Hearing what I just said. Whoops. <laughs> All right, maybe she walked maybe away. Maybe we'll just uh, okay, we'll we'll go to our, our hold. Yeah. yeah, put her on hold and we'll come back to her. Yeah, well, okay. yeah, because I mean, the, the only other thing I was going to say about that is maybe get the cat's, maybe look at the cat's feet. Uh, like maybe she needs to have her claws trimmed really badly. You know, sometimes, um, probably seen this on your old cats when they, on your own cats, when they get older, you know, the nail, the hook, the nail sheath gets like 
thicken yep. and they get like old lady cat nails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so so sometimes, you know, those are because normally they'll they'll claw things to sharpen their nails, mm-hmm. but but sometimes just with age the nails get kind of thickened. So it might just be that a good nail trim would help too. Okay. And then some cats too are some podiatry for the cat. There we go. And some cats are vertical uh scratchers and some are horizontal scratchers. And then some are more picky on what they choose to. And if they she was doing on wood, well she said she'd been was clawing on her wood too. Let me try and pull her up. Okay. They choose to and if they no. No. All right. I wonder if our phones are I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to see if yeah. the next call comes up. But yeah, but, but that's a good, and, and the thing is, is that a cut, a, a cat's toenails, uh, you could just use, I use for my cats just a, a fingernail clipper of mine is what I use to, to clip mine. We are, you know, whereas, uh, a cat's toenail is a lot different than a dog's toenail right. as far as worrying about. Yeah. I, I really, I love my little kitty. Toenails. Sometimes in pet stores, you'll see them sold as reptile nail clippers or bird nail clippers. Okay, but those ones they're they're great for cats. Okay, they're they're a lot smaller than the dog ones. Although oh, sometimes yeah. I use the big plier things that I get for dogs too. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. So and instead of declawing, like if your cat is clawing on furniture and, and and being destructive, the thing to do is to trim them because then they can't be as destructive either on your furniture and such Correct. like that. Yeah, and do not do not declaw your cats. No, 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 no. It no, will no. it will change their behavior. Right. It will make them into biters. It will it causes all sorts of negative negative effects. Right, it causes phantom pain. If you talk to people that have had amputations, you know, even fingers, arms, legs, whatever type of thing, that phantom pain thing is is a true thing. Oh, and, and, and yeah, and I mean, like like any surgery, you know, wacky bad things can happen. I saw a kitten once where, um, uh, you know, people had taken it to another vet to have it declawed, and somehow, like the the tourniquet that they put on it or something like that, because you know they have to put a tourniquet on to stop the blood flow to the foot so they can cut off your cat's toes. <laughs> and <that>. so the <laughs> tourniquet somehow damaged one of the nerves so badly that the cat like the leg ended up being kind of dead and then it had to have its entire leg amputated oh yeah oh my yeah now i get that you know it's i'm sure it's an unusual thing but the phantom (laughs) but the phantom pain thing is not an unusual thing yeah so Yeah, so that's why, they, and it is, you know, if you just do one, and this is the same thing with training uh, dog's claws, too. Everybody wants to get all the nails cut in one sitting. If you just do a claw a night, you know, on a cat or a nail on a dog a night, great. You know, it, because at least you're getting it done. Right. But, but everybody's too, like, I need to get this done now. And so, but usually by the, by the time you get done to the last nail, it's time to start over again. It just becomes kind of a routine. And they like it instead of trying to being wrestled to death yeah. to get this done. You know, with Zelda to cut her, I got to where I could cut one paw at a time. But I had a tag team where somebody had to have a treat. So her, she was focused on that treat. And then I could quick snip, 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 done. She got the treat. We played a game. You know, I didn't give her a chance. I'm like, what just happened? You know, type thing. Right. And with the dogs and the cats what you do is you take off the hook don't cut into the meat you take off the hook everybody wants a okay it's too long we want to get it all the way back real quick and you don't want to do that because then especially with dogs if you hit that quick that'll be the last time you're cutting that dog's toenails right that dog won't let you near that foot it's like if we if you cut your fingernail too short or your toenails too short the owiness right you hurt yourself yes yeah. there is actually a 
Facebook page called Nail Care and Maintenance for Dogs. Oh, is there? Nail Care? Yep. That has a lot of good information. And the thing, too, is like a lot of us see the people like the, you know, serious show dog people and that kind of thing who manage to get their dog's nails down to like the little nubs. Yeah. Um, But, you know, most of us like we don't necessarily need to have our dog's nails that short. Right. Because if they're like running across the yard or something like that, they are actually using their toenails to dig in and. So, uh, like, the main thing that I look at is um, when your dog is standing normally on the floor, their nails should not touch the floor. Okay. So, you, you, so should, that, you shouldn't hear click, 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 click. Exactly. So that's about as short as I try to get them. But I don't try to beat them back into little right. tiny nubs. Right, right. So, you know, yeah. those dogs aren't going to have any gripping power if you do decide to do something athletic with them. That's true. Very true. There you go. The the one ones of cat claws and dog paws. <laughs> yep. I think I, I think that sounds like a good title for a book. One oh one. Go for, for it. Yeah. Are you gonna cat write it? You bet. Dog paws. Is it gonna be a chapter book? Oh I yes. Know. Well, we'll figure chapter it out. one. Yeah. We'll chapter one. Cat claws. Just 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 one chapter. <laughs> what cats? Just one chapter. No, right. one chapter about cats. One chapter about dogs. So, so it's a two chapter book. Exactly. Oh. Or you can do the first good. part. The first. If you read it this way, you get, you're looking at the book. <gasps> okay, and you're going through it, and then do see. And you turn it upside down. Upside down and around. Yes. And then the back. Yeah, so the back side. Yeah. Wow. Love I think we've come up with something. I know. We're going to be billionaires. We're very smart. Yes. And then I want it to be a pop-up book. A pop-up book. Okay. Well, you get on that, Dr. Jess. We'll just watch you. That's a horse of a different color on that one. Maybe you can work on that instead of your knitting. Oh. Just kidding. I love your knitting. Oh, you see her face right here. Is she about ready to throw me out the window? Oh. Red and green. When is it okay to go on red and stop on green we'll be back that would be me katie canine as we're winding down all right this one here this is an oldie if you i hope you remember this one when where are we when did it yeah did it stop oh wrong page okay when is it okay to go on red and stop on green go on reds and stop on green <laughs> I know this is one we've already yeah. done, but I can't remember. Well, I don't know it. Tell me. Tell me. Okay. When you eat a watermelon. Yes, that's right. You eat you go Yeah. You yeah. stop when you get to the green. So you eat what about the, red. the little black bits. So, well now they boy them. You eat those too. <laughs> well, those are like potholes. Yeah, <laughs> you just go through them. <laughs> but you know what? I'm sorry, but the ones the old watermelons that still have the good size seeds in them, those taste delicious. The ones that the have seeds been, or the watermelon, the watermelon, yes. <laughs> the seeds, yeah, and the, the ones that are the what seeds. we call seedless, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, type thing or whatever. They, I'm sorry, there they is literally not, taste like water. It does. There is no taste to it, and the yeah. texture of the watermelon isn't as good either, as far as what you're biting into. Yeah. Because there was, I got a uh, one last year. I don't know where I got it from. And anyway, I was, and it was not a seedless, and you know, it was long one. Open yeah. up, boy, it was beautiful red, and the 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 the, the um, it was juicy texture of it. Yeah, it smelled Juice. good, and I took a bite, and like it just ran down my face. And it's like, oh, this tastes so good. <laughs> yes, it was a pain in the butt, you know, getting yeah. you know, singling out the seeds, right? But it was well worth that taste. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, the, that old fashioned when they start, just like how they make beautiful flowers, you know, the roses, but they don't smell. They've taken, oh, yeah. you know, things just don't smell because they... Because people are allergic to everything well, now. Well, no, yeah. <laughs> like, literally. But, it's like, here's a beautiful 
beautiful bouquet of flowers. However, they're not going to smell. Why? Because we don't want you to sneeze all over they, yourself. Yeah, they, <laughs> no, it's just oh, I. We're love. concerned about your allergy and whatnot. I love the smell of honeysuckle. I really like. I that don't think smell. I've ever smelled that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I love honeysuckle. I got a really huge plus, vine. Yeah, plus they're fun to eat. Yeah, I heard that. So it's a bee maiden, and I'll tell you that. Interesting. <laughs> I could you could hear the whole uh, vine the whole hive. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right, let's go to the phone lines. Okay, we're gonna go to Jill. Jill has a question about like transitioning a cat with a younger kitten. Okay. So let's see if this works. Let's see if it works. We've been having trouble with phone lines today. Uh, Jill, are you there? Hello, Jill. All right, we're going to have to reboot. Okay, we've got to reboot. That's uh, that's not, the phones are not being kind today. So, Jill, if you can hear us, please uh, recall back once she reboots the line, okay? Okay, so that's back to us, uh, Dr. Jess. Uh, yeah we we got to talk to each other yeah we 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 got to uh whatever call it here now uh, one thing too uh, um okay heartworm i've been getting a lot of people that you know what's you know what's coming up springs around the corner like what is it eight mondays or nine mondays till spring and so what what do i do about heartworm and i said i thought dogs naturally magazine did a very good article a series of them and i posted them on my katie canine facebook page so they're there because I want you to understand and learn about like the heart meds are not a preventative. It is the actual meds that killed the larva just in case they get bit correct by the mosquito. So it's right. not a preventative. Right. The preventative is not preventing your dog from getting stung by mosquitoes. <laughs> it is preventing the larvae injected by the potentially injected by the mosquito from growing up to an adult worm. Right. And so it's actually killing a specific larval stage. So that means that, yes, once a month you are deworming your dog. Yep. And then the thing is, is that it's not... Like I said, it's not a preventative, and so the, that's a, it's a toxin that's good. you're putting in your dog once a month, and then also many of them now are plus where they're deworming, right? Where they have an additional dewormer yes. piggybacked on top, right? Of it. And mm-hmm. and getting deworming a dog once a month is not good for their digestive system, right? And especially you know if you have a dog who you know has allergies or sensitivities or who has you know, an intestinal tract that is easily disrupted, you have to give those things up because then you can't keep putting chemicals in and then wondering like, gosh, why is my dog not healthy? Why does my dog have chronic gastrointestinal problems? Why do they always have diarrhea? Why do they barf a lot? Okay. And so now, but there are a lot of natural things that you can do. So mm -hmm. it's not like, you know, gee, I'm not going to use heartworm preventive. Therefore, I must wrap my dog in a bubble (laughs) and never let him go outside. Right. As, but but that's the thing though is that um, like with mine okay I live in Hugo uh, ten thousand million swamps ten thousand zillion mosquitoes oh, Bethel too yeah and so I just don't go out there I don't the dogs aren't out during the bewitching hour right 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 but of course the precaution and, is always oh but you could get mosquitoes in your house. oh I know it I know and, and you could but you know I mean so everybody kind of finds what works for them right, right. I I use the bug off garlic from springtime mm-hmm. I'll probably start. Anywhere from mid-March to mid-April, just kind of depending on the weather and what the year is looking like. Mm -hmm. And then uh, over the course of a couple of weeks, I'll build up to the full dose. Mm -hmm. 
and then I just keep them on that through the summer. Yep. No, I'd use that for the horse too. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Keeps flies off the horses. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then, um, but those those articles that I posted on my Katie Canine Facebook page, I wish you would take the chance to read that and you know, learn, empower yourself, and then make a decision from there. And there are some people that are so worried about if they do stop the heartworm medicine that they will have their dogs tested every six months for heartworm, and that's fine to me. That's better than any chemical. You know, putting the chemicals in the dog is to just fine if you want them tested. You know, in the spring and the you know, six months apart, yep. then go for it. I'd rather do that than spend the money on the heart pills and then plus all the di- what it does, all those chemicals does to the dog. And what I don't get is when they put puppies on that has not even seen a mosquito yet. You hear, start this in January. And that drives me totally insane is that the, the pup hasn't even seen a mosquito. And so, and then uh, in that article that Dana wrote is that they suggest, she suggests in Minnesota, because we have winter, <laughs> that we don't even need to give the fur heartworm. If you choose to do it until July 1st, because it works backwards. When you give Correct. it April 1st, it's for March. You give it May 1st, it's for April. You give it June 1st, it's for May. And so then July 1st, it would be for June. And most of the time, we don't see many mosquitoes yet until the first part of mid-June. You know, this- right, because they always say that the temperature has to be it has to be like above 50 degrees day and night okay. for three consecutive days in order for the mosquitoes to become Active, so they might be flying around, but they're not going to start stinging you until it significantly has warmed up. Right, and so and then, then in every place, at least in the northern hemisphere, um, apparently the uh, little heartworm larvae are dormant inside mosquitoes in winter. Okay, and so even if you're someplace that has mosquitoes in winter. It's very difficult to get heartworm disease in winter in the northern hemisphere. All right, all right, so, yeah. See, that's why. So it's it's we're coming around the corner. Like I said, it's eight or nine Mondays until uh, the first week of spring. So that's why I know people are starting to think about it. I've been getting questions, and like I said, you can go to my talk one hundred seven one dot com. Go to my Katie Canine Show page. You can get my podcast, and also then there's a link there to my website. There's a link uh, to my. Um, what I what I just say the Facebook page, all right, and then all my like I said all my past shows. So okay, let's head. We we got Jill now. She's yes, with us. I think it's gonna work. Let's see if it so works. Okay, Jill, are you there? Yes. Thank you for calling back. Sorry about that. With all the the, the for some reason it's called technology at its finest. <laughs> well, thanks for taking my question. You bet. Um, I, I do have a cat that is about thirteen, fourteen years old. Okay. It's a female, and my son is moving back in next week with a nine-month-old cat. All right. My cat um, has not been around a lot of animals. When she has, um, doesn't she doesn't really like other animals. We All did right. have a dog here once that she tolerated All right. for a while. Okay. But we're just wondering how to transition those two cats. Okay. Um, so they can tolerate each other anyway. Okay, the first thing that I would do is number one is that uh, you're going to pick a room that new, the young cat, the nine-month-old, is going to stay in for a while. All right? It's not going to have free run of the house. And then he's going to eat, sleep, and and stuff in there. Okay? So then, let's say your son gets home. Okay, now what you're going to do is switch. Okay, take your existing cat and put it in the room that, that you know, his cat was in. And his cat okay. gets to come out. 
All right. So now they get to smell each other's territory. You know, it could be for a half hour. It could be for an hour. You decide. All right. And then you switch them back. Another thing that you can do is put one in. A, I would put the young one in a carry kennel. And so that okay. the old cat can go and smell him. You know, not a wire one. Just, you know, one where they can see each other. But if they start batting each other, they can't, you know, get to each other. All right. Because the okay. biggest thing, and this is the same thing with if you're going to acclimate a dog to a cat. Because the biggest thing, everything they want to smell. And cats don't don't want to be smelled. <laughs> it's yeah. like, get out of my face and space. I'm going to smack you. <laughs> and so that's why, so what you're going to do is that this is going to be a slow transition. It could take a month. It could take two months. We don't know. Every cat is different because if you slowly do it and because cats don't like change and the cats don't like to share. They just don't, they don't need to live in a pack or a colony. Yeah. If they're brought up that way, they can, you know, muddle through it but if one is used to being the queen by herself and all of a sudden you got to share his space especially a nine month old is more you know gotcha you know wants to play batter roll you know you know not attack but you know what i mean pounce on yeah Yeah. and the older cat is like get away from me (laughs) (laughs) all right so that's why uh what that's what i would do though is that switch whereas you know the cat maybe is in his bedroom you know, food, water, litter box. Uh, some people, you, what you could do is put a screen on that bedroom door so the cats can see each other, but they can't get okay. to each other. Um, okay. Otherwise, put them in, the, in, in that uh, kennel so that they can have a chance to sniff and get to know each other. And okay. uh, like I say, just play it like as at least a couple weeks of doing the volley of rooms in the house and stuff like that. And okay. then if they seem to kind of be disinterested in each other, you know, it might be two weeks, three weeks, four weeks down the line, then, you know, try letting them out in the house but you're right there okay, okay. and so uh-huh. and if you can see that you know oh, this doesn't look good okay grab somebody and you know <laughs> move them <Okay>. on <laughs> but okay. just take your time that's the whole major thing here okay okay great okay well, well good luck with uh, the transmission yeah, no, good luck. Some cats just don't and might might be, a, you know, uh, a, you know, you may not get the transition. But if you just take your time, some cats, it takes six, seven months, you know, to okay. warm up. Yeah. What? Okay, great. Oh, yeah. You know what else you could do? Uh, go, mm-hmm. to, go to a health food store, get yourself some rescue remedy, and you just put one or two drops of rescue remedy in each cat's water bowl every day when you put out fresh water. And what's that called? Rescue remedy without alcohol. Oh, with the alcohol, I use. I usually use the human rescue remedy. Okay, because you're you're only putting one or two drops in each water bowl, so it's greatly diluted. Okay, and that's just the number one flower remedy for stress and anxiety, and so it kind of helps everybody chill out. Okay, what about okay, pheromones? Drops oh yeah, the pheromones. Those okay. seem to be effective sometimes and sometimes not. So that's the kind of thing you can get from a vet. Um, what are they called? Is it um, you can get plug-in pheromones? Yeah, but uh, feel away. I okay. think that's what it's called. Feel away. Feel. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So yep. they have these pheromone diffusers. It's something you plug in, and it yep. gives off cat appeasing pheromones that are also supposed to calm them. Okay. okay, so give that a shot and then keep us posted. Okay, kiddo. So the, the rescue remedy with alcohol I can find at a health food store. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Any health food store have it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. You bet. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Okay, what food also sounds like it does when I see a ghost? What food sounds like it does when I see a ghost? Be back. All right, winding it down. Apologize for the phone problems today. It's just, uh, it is what it is, okay? What food also sounds like 
it does when I see a ghost. You got it? Yes. What? Go, Ice Dr. cream. T- exactly. Uh, that, she's good. Well, you, uh-huh, you're you really, really good. with the program you today. Are. I'm impressed. Ice I am cream. not. Ice cream. Ice cream. That's one. That's very good. All right. I'm not with the program. No, I would have Last been week like, you were doing I don't very know. well. You were doing very marshmallows. Yeah. I don't know. Marshmallows. Next week. <laughs> you, you cook them in the dark. I don't know. There you go. Next week uh, is it going to be Uber Bowl. So we'll have Uber Bowl trivia questions. And so hopefully uh, that'll go well. Do you have a team that you're rooting for? I'm going for Kansas City just okay. because Grandpa Mike took uh, uh Whatever you call it, 49ers. So I said, oh, okay, okay, fine. Oh, yeah, I'll that's take right. Kansas okay. City. Okay. So that's what I'm going. We got fiber on it. A whole okay. fiber. <laughs> Kansas okay. City, what? Kansas Chiefs. Yeah, Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I'm Dr. Jess, who yes. are you taking? Who, what? She's actually not in. <laughs> I know. That's why I. <laughs> Like, who what where he still thinks the What's vikings are there yeah. <laughs> the vikings and the not, packers not, are playing not with it it's okay it's the all patriots. good there oh, oh, oh don't interesting say yeah don't say those words don't, aren't they aren't they the ones who keep winning yes yes, yes but they're yes, out of it for like the first time in like yes. 75 I years i was so happy so happy they were getting a little too greedy i have no personal animosity towards them there you go i love these people bad. Okay, we got something that we want to discuss. It's called dog parks. Everybody knows I do not like dog parks for many, many reasons. But uh, uh, the main reason is is that uh, just because your dog is friendly, other dogs may not be. They come in and they might get overwhelmed by too many dogs around them and and sniffing in the private parts uh, for too much. Uh, Also, too, it's a realm of uh, diseases that could be floating around there. Also, many dogs, by the time they hit about a year and a half to two, it's because when you go to dog park, it's like major party city the whole time you're there. It's like moving, 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 moving. And then as a dog grows older, it's just like us. As we got older, we used to love to party a lot when you were younger. And then as we grow older or not, all of a sudden, the the better night is spent in your jammies in front of the TV holding your dog. Right. <laughs> and so that's what happens with dogs is that as they mentally mature, all of a sudden that wah factor of the dog park, then all of a sudden they start getting snarky or they get snarked on. But there's so many humans that don't see what's happening with their dogs that the dogs are not having fun uh, or they get snarked at by another dog and then what happens is then now they become dog reactive they see another dog and they're scared of their own kind because they got snarked on and anyway uh so and you have an intake on this because you had a client Right, and really, like it, it only takes one bad experience. Yes, exactly. And the big problem with dog parks is that other people's dogs are there. Yes. Other people's poorly behaved, okay. possibly not socialized, not socially appropriate dogs. Yes. So dogs who don't speak good body language, dogs who don't understand body language. And like there's a real risk of your dog having um, a bad experience. And after that, they hate all other dogs or they hate all Labrador retrievers yep. or they attack all other dogs on site. Yep. And there's, I think, like really very little or it's extremely difficult to convince a dog that other dogs should not be attacked on site and that everything will be okay. That, like that, those experiences really leave a mark on their minds. And so, um, yeah. So, uh, lady who I was talking to recently, you know, she was really sad that her dog can't go to the dog park and play with the other dogs because he has become dog aggressive after a bad experience. Um, and you know, I would just say like, don't, 
Don't feel bad about this. Like, your dog is not missing out on the party of the century. Your dog does not want to go to the party of the century. Your dog is happier just being at home. And the way I think of it is, like, you know, I I mean, I have, like, you know, three or four really good friends. I don't need hundreds of friends. (laughs) Nobody even likes that many other people. Yep. And so if you have the choice of like, you know, you can go hang out with a couple of your good friends or you can go hang out with a hundred people, none of whom you know at all. Uh, Like, you know, really, what's what's your choice going to be? Well, the thing is, is everybody thinks for a dog to be social, they have to have many friends. If your dog can get along and play nicely and politely with one or two other dogs, not at this necessarily the same time, they are social. It's not how many dogs your dog meets in this world. It's how they behave with them. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that uh, uh, at the dog parks, uh, most the owners aren't even paying attention. They're just visiting with themselves and not even watching the dynamics the park and if that is not a place for social that is a place to really pay attention because in a blink of an eye all heck can break loose right and, you need and to now step in for and your dog yeah and it means uh blood fur <laughs> teeth all over the place yeah now i also had somebody in recently who was concerned because um they're basically bothering their dog while it's eating they pet it, they fuss with it, oh. they touch it, and the dog growls. They showed me a video. The dog growls constantly while it's eating. Okay, don't bother the dog while it's eating. Can you imagine you sit down to dinner and somebody is constantly touching you and poking you and they want to look in your ear and they want to look at your teeth and they want, like, no. The nicest person in the world would blow if they are oh, being exactly. bugged when they're eating. And people say, well, I want to teach my dog that uh, I could do anything to him while they're eating. And but you're going to create a mess that way. Right. And and so, you know, that's that's what these people were saying to me is we got to nip this in the bud. No, you need to stop. Yes. And so so I think that the reason in my mind that this goes with the dog park thing is because we have these weird ideas about dogs. We think that all dogs should like all other dogs. Mm-hmm. All dogs should want to play with all other dogs all the time time all dogs should love being touched and hugged by humans at any given moment all the time right. like what i like imagine if i am you know walking through the subway or doing whatever and some random person runs up and hugs me yeah okay. i'm gonna flip out yeah i'm not or gonna sniff hu- your butt <laughs> right? i'm not gonna hug them back yeah yeah I say, why, why would we expect our dogs to do this because they're they're real live adult animals just like us. Well, truth be told, the dog the dogs gave up their four legged pack to become part of our f- two legged pack. Mm-hmm. We are there teaching them our language. We have to learn their signals as well. That's why uh, people training for good dogs is an awesome book for them. But or canine body language. That's another great book. But also too is that by uh, by allowing them to be a dog and rough and tumble and push and shove, that they start becoming more dog and they start it comes starts coming back to the owners all of a sudden the dog is being more pushy to them being more jumpy more mouthy not listening where the politeness that you were working on the heel to sit the down to stay all of a sudden it's become because they're becoming more pushy more dog and so that's why the dog park believe it or not uh, perpetuates bad manners is what it does because it teaches sure. the dog to stand up for themselves and be pushy instead of just learning how to just hang out with their human. 
And right. that's a big, they would rather spend time with us, same with our two-legged kids, instead of going to to the um, Disneyland or whatever. Truth be told, they most kids would want rather just if you would sit and color with them, take a walk with them, play in the sandbox with them. The two-legged kids would love that more so than going to Disney World or whatever type thing. Right, and it's kind of like if you if you take your kid and drop them off at a party where you know everybody's running around screaming and breaking things and it's Lord of the Flies, <laughs> and then you try to take your kid home, their behavior is going to be different yes yes because they've been taught to act obnoxious yeah yeah you know to be pushy to be a little bit more that and so that's why uh the dog parks have really perpetuated i won't be without a job because it's perpetuated many many problems between owner and dog and between dog and dog right so the way i think of it is like yes your dog should have friends but your dog should have maybe one or two or three friends and like katie was saying not all at the same Same time. time But if you have a friend who has a dog and your dogs are compatible, absolutely get yeah. them together, set up play dates, and, and go they, for walks yes. together. Yep. But, Visit with your yeah. friend and now your dog has a friend too. You yeah, know? but I would not turn your dog loose in the pack and kind of, you know, every dog for himself. Let's see who comes out alive. Oh, I know. I know. Well, Dr. Jess, thank you so much for coming once again. What's your website? holistic-vet-care.com I want to thank everybody for the great call today. Thank you, Carly. I greatly appreciate it. Don't hide your dogs. Train them. And you know what? If you don't train them, don't blame them. So uh, go to mytalk1071.com Catch a podcast, my Facebook, and my website. Have a good